The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome into Attacking Third. It is Lisa Carlin, Sandra Herrera, and Jenny Chu here for you. Post reactions on this new U.S. Women's National Team roster for the W Gold Cup and after Twyla Kilgore's press conference where she gave some information and background upon those picks. Let's go ahead and run through the roster and then I'll get everybody's opinion on what's going on here. To start, goalkeepers Jane Campbell, Casey Murphy, Alyssa Nair. Those are the three goalkeepers included on this roster. For defenders, Alana Cook, Abby Dahlkamper, Crystal Dunn, Tierna Davidson, Emily Fox, Naomi Gurma, and Casey Kruger, along with Jenna Nice We move on to midfielders where Corbin Albert, Sam Coffey, Lindsay Horan, Rose Lavelle, Olivia Moultrie, Emily Sonnet. That rounds out the midfielders. We go on to forwards where Mia Fischel, Midge Purse, Trinity Rodman, Jaden Shaw, Sophia Smith, and Lynn Williams. That is the roster roster. And then there are three players added on as training squad players in Mallory Swanson, Giselle Thompson, and Savannah DeMello. Sandra, I know that you were on the press conference and you were asking questions right away. So let's go ahead and start with you and your immediate thoughts about the roster and what Twyla had to say after the fact. Yeah, the, honestly, I think my my immediate reactions to, to this roster drop was, this is it. This is the extended uh, pool of players that the Olympic roster will be finalized from. I think if you are, you know, players who were part of that 2023 World Cup roster, players who were part of that December camp roster rolling into this Gold Cup roster, this is us getting that extended view of the pool of players that Twyla Kilgore and Emma Hayes are going to go ahead and collaborate on putting together an Olympic roster. It's going to be difficult because it's going to be less players that they have to select from in terms of selecting a, a World Cup roster versus an Olympic roster. So I like that there's uh, some familiarity going into this Gold Cup because this is going to be one to possibly two opportunities for tournament style of play for this team before they go into the Olympics. And I think with this Gold Cup specifically, for some of these players who maybe have less caps or less experiences in major international tournaments, this is going to be an opportunity for them to kind of showcase a bit of what they got, how they can handle some of that pressure. So for me, that was my first reaction that that this is it. This is what we're going to yeah. see moving forward. I agree completely, Sandra. The continuity from the December camp when the United States played two friendlies against China PR to this roster is very, very similar. 21 players are the same. And this 
roster now for the Gold Cup features the additions of goalkeeper Alyssa Nair and defender Crystal Dunn that were not available for selection in December. This is what Emma Hayes and Twyla Kilgore want to move forward with. This is the group. It's 23 players. And for the Olympics, it's only 18. So this pool is only going to get smaller and smaller. And so this tournament, the W Gold Cup, the trainings are so competitive. And you have to remember those three players, Jenny, that you listed that are only in training, one of those being Mallory Swanson, a player that has hopes, high hopes, to get back in time for the Olympics. And I know a lot of U.S., Twyla Kilgore, Emma Hayes, and media fans alike want to see Swanson get back. However, there's not a big push for her. If she's not ready to get back, why push her at that point? So there are only 18 spots for the Olympics, and this 23-26 training roster is, is going to be really tight and really competitive. But I'm not too surprised with the continuity that we saw from December, the final roster of 2023, to this first roster of 2024. I do just want to make sure that we do this for the last time because we don't have to really get into this in attacking third as we move forward because as it goes, we now will reduce players. But there are questions about some big players that have been left off of this roster and what that means for them. And Twyla Kilgore did respond that that doesn't mean that they're out of the picture. But when we've mentioned these players, Sandra, who comes to mind as, you know, fans that have been longtime U.S. fans kind of saying, hey, they're not on this roster. Is it time for that turnover? Is that what's happening right here? And then we don't ever have to talk about it again. And we continue to talk about how this is potentially <laughs> the future and potentially the Olympic team. But I want to make sure we get it out of the way here. I don't know if we're never going to not talk about it again. I think as long as there are players who make their way into national team camps, kind of become those staple players, though they become those those regular starters, marquee players, there's always going to be that conversation about a current generation versus an older generation versus the next wave kind of coming in. So I don't know if we're ever going to get away with that. But I, I do like there's also been kind of a, a similar a similar narrative around players who might not necessarily be in these camps right now Kilgore mentioned it in December she reiterated it again in the press conference today that just because there's not certain names that are involved in the mix does not mean they are not involved in this process in the build-up to the Olympics they are still going to be considered she literally said everything that happens during the World Cup and everything that happens outside of the Gold Cup excuse me is going to be taken into consideration when it comes to finally naming that roster so even with this camp specifically while we didn't see Alyssa Nair and Crystal Dunn as part of that December camp they're back for this one in the goal comp. We're not seeing an Alex Morgan or maybe even a Becky Sauerbrunn in this one. Who's to say that they're not going to have an incredible six weeks or so in, in NWSL and enforce another call in, you know, with some of these windows. So it just, it just depends on performance. I think at this point uh, moving forward, but the thing about that is that that window of time is just getting shorter and shorter and shorter as we look ahead to an Olympic window. So I can't imagine that, you know, a, any coach, whether they're the interim for the last six months or an incoming manager in Hema Hayes is going to, get in front of a microphone and say players X, Y, and Z, uh -uh, you're out of here. So <laughs> you're never coming back. Exactly. So I just, I'm kind of like, it's, it's definitely a bit of a wait and see approach, but I, for, for now, I like the mix that they've got going on right now. Well, Lisa, for me, I'm, I'm very excited about the group of forwards that are on this list. And, and I know that that's where my attention is. Obviously me official Midge Purse, Trinity Rodman, Jaden Shaw, Sophia Smith, Lynn Williams, all of them players that, that I'm incredibly excited to see work together. The big one that came up uh, is no Katarina Macario, obviously still recovering from her injury. Twyla Kilgore addressed that she will be continuing her recovery with Chelsea to trust that process. What was it that stood out for you on this roster? Because my focus is on the forwards right now. 
Yeah, I like that shout about the forwards. I think Alyssa Thompson is another name that is potentially, quote, missing from this forward line. Um, Interim head coach Twilight Kilgore did address that, saying that she was called in. She's dealing with recovery from a minor back injury. Um, So hoping that she'll be back by the time Angel City starts their season in the NWSL. I like this group of forwards a lot. I think it, it gives us a little peek into what Emma Hayes wants to do with this group. Because you look at Mia Fischel, who has been brought in, um, Sophia Smith, Lynn Williams, Jaden Shaw, Trinity Rodman, and Mitch Purse. These are players that, especially Mia Fischel, Jaden Shaw, that have versatility. They can play in different positions in the front line than, than we've seen in recent years in this U.S. Women's National Team pool. Uh, I specifically love that Jaden Shaw has continuously made her name one of the go-to players on this roster to be called in, to be an influence player, to make a difference on the pitch. She can play deeper in the midfield um, as a dual 10. She can play as a lone 10 with double sixes in behind her. She can play higher up the pitch as a number nine if she needs to, combining. She can play tactical. She can get in behind. Jaden Shaw can literally do everything. And frankly, that's what Emma Hayes needs heading into the Olympics and this W Gold Cup players that can play in a variety of positions that can contribute in multiple areas on the pitch and can tactically shift from one formation to the next. And with this group of forwards that we're seeing, we're going to get that because they can play and they have a lot of versatility. The Midge Purse call up maybe had some question marks for me initially. However, she had a tremendous end of the season with Gotham FC. It Two assists in that championship final to help Gotham lift the NWSL title. I like this call-up for her. I think it's well-deserved. It's very much a reflection of if you perform with your club and in big games like the NWSL championship, you're going to get an opportunity to represent your country. And that continuity is, is really key for me. Beautiful. Well, we're going to have to go to a quick commercial. We're going to have more talk on this roster and so much more on um, Attacking Third when we come back. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast robert half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too that's why you need robert half Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, 
technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back into Attacking Third. Thanks for staying with us here. Uh, We're reacting on the U.S. Women's National Team W Gold Cup roster. Um, Let's go ahead and continue that conversation because there's still so much to say here. Sandra, I didn't get your biggest surprises and um, what you're looking forward to on this roster. You know, my my biggest surprise might have been Alyssa Thompson, but once we got more information around why it makes sense, you know, for her absence, I mean, this is a young player that they've got a lot of, you know, a lot of promise around it. She has a very high ceiling. They're very excited to have this player in, in the mix of the program, but wisely making the decision to go ahead and take precaution and you're on that side versus saying, get in here and let's, let's see where you're at. You know, because that's the other thing I think that we haven't spoken a little bit about Jenny is that a lot of these players who are coming from NWSL sites are coming off of their off season and they're just in these early weeks of their preseason. So going into this gold cup for some of these players, not just some, the majority of them, they're going to have some rust that they've got to kick off. We're talking about four players or so who are coming in to this camp who are technically in season with their European sides, whether that's an Emily Fox with Arsenal or Mia Fischel with, with Chelsea. So I think maybe th- that is sort of a different take on a, a surprise that maybe I want people to take a look at. What are what are we going to see in terms of form in this group when, when this team kicks off on in, in Gold Cup. They have to await their next opponent, whether it's going to be Dominic Republic or Guayana. They have to wait for the playoff there on the 17th. It's going to be the winner of that matchup is going to be who their first opponent is. So what is that starting lineup going to look like when you're going up against either of those sides? I think when you're looking at the group as a whole, where are you targeting kind of maybe your your biggest threats and biggest challenges in terms of the opposition that you're going to face? Is it What is that going to look like when you're going up against Mexico or Argentina? And what is it going to look like when you're going up against these sides? So I'm very curious about how things are going to look there. And I think maybe the other little surprise that we could take a note on is that kind of that tweak that Lisa was mentioning about Nye Schwanger's inclusion on this roster. When she was back in this camp in December, she was listed as a midfielder, and now she's firmly in that defender camp. 
Well, okay. So one of the big things that I think is is incredibly interesting, and I want to get your guys' analysis on, is who can lose their roster spot. Obviously, we're going downsizing, right? So from this W Gold Cup, we will downsize for the Olympics. And I know it's a little bit early, but as of now, the coach, the manager, whatever it is, has in their head who the starting lineup is, right? For this W Gold Cup. And then everyone else is a little bit like they can win a spot, they cannot kind of situation. Who is that enough or who can win or lose a spot? Does that make sense between now and the Olympics in having a good performance or having an extremely bad performance? Go ahead, Sandra. I know you have one here. I'm curious about maybe some of those players who aren't listed on this Gold Cup roster. Like, I, I know we're talking about NWSL season specifically and how maybe there's some players who are going to have to work to get back into form a little bit just because they've had some offseason under their belt. But I know that Twilight Kilgore is not going to mention obvious, maybe injured players in, in a Katarina Macario who's working her way back. Mal Swanson's in as a training player. Alex Morgan's not in. This is probably one of their most prolific scorers of all time. She's not going to go out there and say, hey, you're not going to be in the mix. So what are some of these other players who are missing from this roster? We haven't seen Andy Sullivan in a couple of these camps and I'm a little surprised to maybe not see her in the mix for this Gold Cup as well. But we're not seeing Ashley Sanchez as well in this camp. This is a player, one of those players that we talked about a lot during the World Cup where former U.S. head coach Vlako Andonovsky said, hey, you're coming along as a game changer. And then we saw her not get any minutes during this World Cup. And then we had to see her come back from a tournament like that and maybe saw some mixed results in, in terms of performance. So I'm very curious about how she's going to look with a new team. She's with North Carolina Courage now. This is a player who I is am looking at as maybe on the outside a, a little bit looking in. And she's going to have to maybe utilize this early stretch of NWSL regular season to really get back in the mix and kind of maybe make those statements or have those kind of statement games to leave those impressions for the coaching staff of the national team to kind of get her back into the mix. Because when you're looking at Ooh, some of these midfielders right now, who's in front of, of Ashley Sanchez? I, I, I would I would argue that Jaden Shaw right now is in incredible form. And how do you take a look at who was on that World Cup roster and who are you removing to maybe get yeah. someone like Shaw in the mix for an Olympic medal. Dang, Sandra, that's a great so, one. Lisa, I know you have something for me too. So Sandra, no, I want to go back to this, Sandra. Who would Ashley Sanchez or Andy Sullivan, whose spot would they take on this current roster right here? For this Gold Cup roster? Yeah. Or just like in general, the general of the pool? I think when we're looking at the the six midfielders right now, I think you, maybe you look at Corbin Alver. I think maybe you look at Sam Coffey even. Uh, unfortunately, Corbin Alver is just getting those early looks in this national team camp. Sam Coffey has been someone who's been called in and out of camps, but again, has not been able to really see consistent time or consistent minutes in, in a role in that midfielder, especially alongside someone in Lindsey Horan or someone in Roosevelt who are technically at this point, I think considered your sort of midfield locks. So I think it's not just about like who's just missing from this and who else is in instead of player X, Y, or Z. It's about kind of looking at where players are ahead of some, some other players. So I'm, I'm looking for that redemption arc. I want to see that Ashley Sanchez resurgence to kind of kick things off with North Carolina courage and in this regular season to really shake things up moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good shout because you have to look at it, look at it, Jenny, in terms of, 
who are they going to replace, right? Like there's our number of players that I could say, hey, they should be on this roster. Let's make it 28. Let's just add a couple more, get mm-hmm. them in trainings. Andy Sullivan being one of them, Ashley Sanchez, who are they going to replace? And you're exactly right. This 23 players has to be whittled down to 18 for the Olympics. Lucky for the coaching staff, they have five months, but also not so lucky. It's only five months away the Olympics. So that is not a lot of time for these players to change the minds, right? If you've already had a couple of bad camps, you're probably not going to get back into it uh, unless you're doing something crazy good. And then some things have to happen with the roster. I think it's a really, it's a twofold situation. If you're on the outside looking in, something has to happen with the player that's currently on the roster and you have to have the best performance of your life outside of it. No, so would you say that the midfield is maybe that area where players on this roster currently for the W Cup Gold Cup roster can lose spots and potentially the Andy Sullivans of the world or Ashley Sanchez of the world could come back in time for the Olympics? I'm looking for, you know, where you have to have a good performance or you're probably out. Yeah. Frankly, I think across all the lines right there were eight defenders called into this group. They're not taking eight defenders to the Olympics. There's no way. So you have to show out and shine. And that means being able to be versatile, playing in a three back, playing in a four back, maybe playing in a wing back position, playing as a third center back. They, the defenders that have been called in, they are going to be looked at incredibly, incredibly closely. And I think also in the front line, right? Like if you're not scoring goals, if you're not creating chances for this group in W Gold Cup, there's going to be question marks around you because the next player up is ready to come in and make a difference. So one of those very well could be Mallory Swanson, who, despite being injured in April of last year, still led the United States women's national team in goals scored for the 2023 calendar year. And she didn't play for half of the year, over half of the year. So there's an element of you've got a big target on your back. I think across the line, any of these players have to be curious about, am I going to make it? Am I going to be there? I would argue that there are some players that maybe not them, but the coaching staff has to say, you're a little bit more secure in your role than some of the others. Uh, Across the back line, I think Emily Fox, Naomi Gurma, those are players that will be at the Olympics. In the midfield, Lindsay Horan, Rose Lavelle, frankly, Emily Sonnet. I I think that they're going to end up taking her with her ability to adjust and be able to play Mm -hmm. as a center back, as a six in the midfield. The versatility is really going to be key for these players and to be able to adapt to what the coaching staff is giving them. That's a great shout on the back line and the ability of her to play in the sixth role. And she did do really well in the World Cup. Um, and we saw her play with um, Rain and club ball and being able to do that. That obviously increases her opportunities to be on that. There is just so many questions I have for you guys here. I, I really yeah. am curious, but I don't want to speak you know, too far ahead. It's just the Olympics is the one that is you know, five months away and on our minds. But the W Gold Cup does determine how that roster is picked. Yeah, and I think the W Gold Cup is going to be a really good test for the coaching staff and for this group of players. Um, Twyla Kilgore mentioned in her press conference about this roster that the games are in really short succession. It's going to be really quick turnarounds. If all goes to plan and the United States make it to the Gold Cup W Gold Cup Championship on March 10th, that'll be over four weeks together as a group. And that's really, really crucial for this side. So maybe it's, Jenny, some of the things that are going to determine which players move forward with this group are a lot of things that happened behind closed doors, whether that's in training sessions, whether that's on the practice field, that how they carry themselves, how they look to get better, how they adjust things, how they learn. There's so many factors that go into it. And then, of course, performing on the pitch is is kind of the cherry on top of it. But this is going to be a really good test for them 
to get a group together and have an extended period of time that almost mimics what the Olympics will look like in Paris come July. You know what, Jenny? We're talking about some of those the impacts that need to to take place here and maybe some of the things we want to see from from the player side of things. And Lisa's making incredible points as always about this tournament specifically and its importance in the lead up to in Olympics. But it's for me, it's also just not about the player side of things and what we could see from these players. I mean, what are we going to see coaching wise within this tournament? This is going to be the first sort of quote unquote major tournament for this program since their historic elimination from the World Cup that we've talked and, you know, that we've spoken endlessly about what is a, a tournament almost mirroring an Olympics type of schedule format. What does that look like on the coaching staff side of things? How is interim head coach Twyla Kilgore going to manage these this team and these players throughout this group stage? And then what they hope for will be a knockout stage that includes a quarters, a semis, and hopefully a championship finals appearance. I'm very curious about that because just like there were criticisms or analysis about the lack of things or whatever they were during the Olympics on the pitch and the playing side of things, there was equal criticism about the coaching aspect uh, of that. So we talked a lot about the lack of substitutions or lack of rotations. What are we going to see in this gold cup? Are we going to see a whole bunch of players get a ton of minutes? Are we going to see massive player rotation? Are we going to try to, are we going to see players kind of build up over the course of looking for that? games can we see Casey Murphy get a full game please like hello they've got well, the they've, they're, they're, that's the other thing too like K- Kingsbury's not in this one right they're bringing back Campbell and Murphy in there so it's like if you're if you're bringing in and rotating are we going to see that reflected on the pitch that's a great question but you know what one of the big things that has come to mind is when we were talking about the U.S. and their failure at the the World Cup or their their lack of a performance one of the things that came up for me was the interview that we had had about having that I guess, like the roster set early on, right? And I had made a criticism that, you know what, there needs to be a certain amount of preparation and knowledge of what your role is and not necessarily fighting for spots within each other as much as knowing your role and working that role better or perfecting that role four months ahead of that tournament. And obviously we're talking five months out and we're still fighting for spots, right? And I wonder what that does psychologically. Does that improve? Because the competitiveness is always going to do something or does it kind of, not allow the team to gel in the way that they should because they're all fighting for the attention to make the roster. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I think that it's a twofold answer, to be honest, Jenny, because as a player, whether subconsciously or not, you know if you're starting or if you're fighting for a starting spot, right? And if you're not one of those players that is maybe going to start, but you're still fighting for that role, what can you, you then have to say, what can I do to help those players as a starter? And maybe that's also happening in these training sessions, right? So if you're a player that goes in and you might not necessarily start across the front line, whether it's a two forwards or three forwards, but Sophia Smith wants to get a few more reps in. You're going to say, hey, I'll stay with you and I'll cross the ball for you because now I am working on my crossing abilities from the wide areas and Soph gets to work on crashing into the box. And it it becomes an element of, 
okay, if if I'm not going to be the starter, how do I make those starters even better while also working on myself? That way I can hopefully get into that starting lineup. And those are the intangibles that the coaching staff looks at, whether, whether it's in training or in film sessions or those types of moments. And I think that's hopefully what these players and these coaching staff are going to be looking at because when you get to the Olympics, there are the starting 11 and maybe 13 players total that are in that rotation but, and the rest of them how, become role players. How early do you think we're going to know who those starting 11, you know, 12, 13 players that will always get game time are? Only because it came up as an issue, you know, during the World Cup yeah. that we had known for a while, Sandra, that they, these were the mainstays on the U.S. Women's National Team. And whether they were performing badly, not scoring goals, not doing what they needed to do, they were going to be the mainstays regardless. And there's definitely a downside to that because a little bit of, you know, feeling comfortable and, and complacent with your performance was something that did come up. And I'm not, I'm not naming names here. I'm just saying there was the standard of excellence was not being pushed because it didn't seem like there was competition for their positions, right? And now we're in a position where, yes, look, at there's these new names, these new players coming in and that level of competition is increased. But at what point is the, you know, what is the other side of that sword is like that mental aspect of not being able to know like the consistency uh, that there is continuity within your team and who you're playing next to, you know, the three people that are around you that you want to get the best combinations with and know where that, what they're thinking at all times. Like that's a real thing. Like, uh, you know, those yeah. combos and such. No, absolutely. I, I think maybe there's also a small argument to say that we still, like it started to show it's itself the other that other side of the sword maybe as Kilgore kind of was taking the reins but I would even say after those retirement games for Rapino and Ertz I mean you had mentioned earlier that changing of the guard and and those discussions and maybe we'll be done talking about it and I said we're never going to be done talking about it and here I am already bringing, you know bringing it up again but I think maybe it started to show its itself a little bit in those games after following the farewell games, we have seen Jaden Shaw and Mia official be game changers for this team in the camps that they have been called into in those international windows. They've been a part of, they primarily have been utilized as your sort of off of the bench game changers. And not only were they utilized in such a manner, they delivered in those moments. We can go back and maybe some of those games where they had against Colombia and say, look how things felt and looked a little different once these players got involved in the mix. Not only did they generate attacks, they ended up changing the game, getting goal, helping to get goals and and get and get wins. So I think maybe it's showing itself a little bit already. I hope we get to utilize this Gold Cup and get to see a little bit more of that. Maybe some of those interesting little dynamics that we're starting to see from some of these younger players or these next-gen players. I mean, Fischl has been pro for a couple of seasons now, and so has Shaw. Shaw also has had a playing experience with Olivia Moultrie at those youth international levels. Let's continue to see that those types of pairings and maybe see if that chemistry will continue to build for the team ahead of another major international tournament. Beautiful. Jenny, said. I just want to say that we keep talking about how the world cup, right? The, the U S did not succeed how they wanted to. Frankly, four years ago at the Olympics, the U S did same. not succeed how they right. wanted to. The same thing happened. So this has been a long time coming for changing coaching staff, change in personnel, change in the system, the formation, the structure that this team is playing. 
And there is an argument of, is five months too close to the Olympics to do that? Usually a lot of these changes happen after the Olympics. Or is the argument, you change it all now and use the Olympics as a trial run in preparation for the next World Cup? Wow. I think think that's a totally fair question. It's totally fair. I think if the U.S. soccer has already conceded, conceptually, they already conceded a little bit of, of... build up to the Olympics in order to land their main hire, right? They wanted to get Emma Hayes. They worked with her to get it. So are you going to continue to concede some timeline for the sake of building up the program in a way, in a manner? And they will never, they they will never say that. And they should never say that, right? Because you you realistically, you want to go to the W gold cup and win. You want to go to the Olympics and win gold or at least medal, right? There are elements of you want to do that, but is, is there an element of, okay, let's sacrifice a little bit of this so we can get these young player caps and, and get young players in and change things over. Lisa, that's such a wonderful point, but but also in a point that I kind of agree with, you know, like how big is a W Gold Cup win in comparison to making sure that we're working on the foundation of the national team so that it continues to be strong so that during a World Cup year, we, we don't see results like that again or performances like that again. But the buildup does take time. And obviously that concession that Sandra mentions with Emma Hayes and making sure that their timeline, you know, was pushed back to get the coach that they wanted. That's a long-term decision. That's not a, oh, win the Olympics for us, you know, two months after you come right. on decision. That's a, hey, exactly. when you come on full-time, full, full, you got to win the World Cup. So, yeah, so it's, that's, it's chess, that's, not checkers. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I love it. And obviously we're not going to hear from them, but that's a great analysis there, Lisa. I do want to go ahead and ask the question that Courtney Stith wants to know because our producer keeps asking. Jenny, ask the question, but I, you know, I was thinking a little, a little expanded about what's going to happen with this team um, outside of me official being the number nine on this team. Who else is going to play the number nine here? I mean, I think it's got to be Smith at this point, right? Smith is the nine and and maybe they get Rodman sometime in the, in the, in the role. But I think when you look at the forwards who have been laid out, this, the six of them that are going to this Gold Cup, it's it's Smith. Yeah, I would say in a front three, it's Smith. I want to see a front two. I want to see a three-five. Yeah, I want to see a three-five-two. That's what I want to see. So then that just disrupts the whole point of the question, Courtney. We love you. But I don't want to see a number nine stru- striker. I want to see we, two. We uh, want to see two. We want to see formation changes. We want to see two strikers. We want we <laughs> want to see the next gen. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's have some fun. I like all, it. It's a good question. All welcome changes, though. Like I, I feel is. like the three of us are on the same page of like wanting to have turned that page because not everyone is. Some people are still asking the question of, you know, where's this player? Where's this player? What's going on? Why? I think the three of us are on the same page of we're happy that, you know, there's a little bit of a refresh um, and we're excited for what's to come. Can we, can we agree on that? Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Okay, guys, I, I don't know. I want I want to leave more conversation because we're definitely going to be talking about throughout the Gold Cup, everything that has happened here, but this was just more of like a big overview on it. We're going to come back and talk a little bit more, but we'll make sure to, to leave some space to continue to talk about this roster and how everyone does in later episodes. Thanks. Hello everyone, it's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search 
The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats.